Let me ask you, are you someone with hair? Well, if you answered yes to that question, do I have the product for you? Visit ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off because the goal with Modern Mammals is to try and keep your hair and head natural. Since I've been using it, that's exactly what I've experienced. I very much prefer it. I don't know if I'm ever going to switch back. Probably not, to tell you the truth. And this means that it doesn't distort your pH balance and natural oils like shampoo would. Unlike shampoo, the products don't have a harsh detergent that suds up and dries out your head and hair. It's just lighter than traditional shampoo. And unlike conditioners, it doesn't leave hair limp and frizzy. Like, you don't want that Seinfeld in the shower like Rory McIlroy had it once too, where it's just like a, a mop on your head. You don't want that. And if you use modern mammals, that's not going to happen. It's designed to make your hair feel thicker. And my hair at the moment feels so thick, you can't even pull it out. Plus, the products are easy to rinse out, so there's no leftover residue to weigh hair down. So, Go to ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code MAYO. Don't forget to use my promo code MAYO so they know I sent you. More details in the description. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 U.S. Open Picks, the final edition. DraftKings ownership, the weather, and of course, your questions. We're going to stay here until all the questions have dried up, until you've asked as much as you can. Remember, to ask good questions, you ask bad questions, you might be in danger of getting banned for life. You probably wouldn't want that. I don't want that for you, but you know, so ask good questions, not stupid questions, okay? See, leave good questions for Pat then we're going to have no problems whatsoever. Um, you can just jump in the time codes if you don't want to hear the chat. You only want to hear about ownership and all of this stuff, uh, plus a little bit more if I add any bets throughout the course of the day, will be available in the Mayo Media newsletter. You can subscribe for free in the description right now. I've been hammering everything out. You can even go back and check out the previous ones. It has hot links to all of the content, all of the giveaways. Well, I mean, there are no more giveaways at this point. Although, if you do want to get into the Scott Fishbowl for fantasy football, there are there is a giveaway for that. So just just check out my Twitter feed at the PME. 50 of you will soon figure out if you have won a free entry into the Millionaire Maker or not. DraftKings will notify you of that if you just check your account starting like in 10 minutes or so and you have a ticket in there. That means that you have won. Other than that, the winners of the giveaways from the ratings and reviews for both this show and DFS The Mix. We've had so many. I want to thank you all so much. And if you haven't left a rating or a review on either of those, please go do that right now. It's the lifeblood of the show, the fuel that keeps us going. But here are some winners that have already been paid out. We got Mike Tyrrell, Ryan East, CC Smith, Scourge, or Skoger. That's a weird one. Jacob V. Loop, DFS 9, Morning 7, C. Rivet, 15, DJS, 123 Sports, Chaz Murphy, Troy Blades, Kevin Apspin, Cash Money Cole. There's a, there's a cash money, there you go, right in your account. And Petrie Rick, uh, people I have contacted that have not checked their DMs or gotten back to me. As of yet, Nate Smith LV, Brian Letty, and Nigel, 45, 47, 51, 710. That might be a bot account. 
entering contests. But either way, thank you for leaving ratings and reviews on the Pat Mayo Experience podcast. All of the winner winners were given either fifty or twenty five dollars straight cash to enter. This week on where the fuck they want. I mean, they want to go and buy a pack of cigarettes with it. I don't really care. The money is yours now. Do with it whatever you feel like doing. Let's get to the card this week. I don't know if I'm completely there in rounding everything out, but I have the majority of what I want to do in place. The big one for me came down to Bryson versus Rory. And in my gut, I've wanted to bet Bryson all week. And he was hanging at 18 to 1. Rory, he has that two in front of that number, so he's 20 to 1. So... I have more confidence in Bryson than I do in Brooks, but you know me. I'm always scrounging for a little bit of value if I can take it anywhere. And if I have to bet, you know, 100 bucks to win 1800 on Bryson or 100 bucks to win 2000 on Rory, it's like, hey, it's an extra 200 bucks. It's not bad. Um, or whatever it is that you want to put in at the very top of the board. But when it came down to it, I want to root for Bryson to win. I think that Bryson is going to finish better than Rory, although I think that Rory is going to do very fine. Uh, the extra two points just aren't going to swing it for me. So Bryson DeChambeau, 18 to 1 for me. And of course, I've already bet Brooks Kepka 18 to 1 uh, from the Monday show. I'm liking it so much, I, I could have caught a 19 very briefly at a place, and then it went back down, but you know, I was not quick enough on the draw to catch that 19. So if you haven't bet any of these guys at the top, it doesn't look like they're moving all that much. It feels like they would have moved already. So if you do want to wait later on into Wednesday evening to see if you get some drift, even if it's a point or two, like I just said, I mean, it could be $100, $200 worth of difference if you catch the right number or compare your shops. DraftKings Sportsbook still has the most competitive odds from all the big U.S. sites right now. So DraftKings Sportsbook com check it out my guy chris powers is on the scene at tory pines right now we do picks together in the golf digest column and essentially all he's doing is triggering the internet at the moment so he took a picture a video of spieth like holding his forearm he could have been scratching his fucking arm for all we know but you know a forearm injury for jordan spieth brooks is limping his way up the stairs and it's like oh my god brooks knee injury here we go i don't know how much to believe of this i mean it's not going to affect my process whatsoever i'm kind of in i'm all in at this point when it comes to brooks and i even use some spieth on DraftKings as well at a very minimal stake, just because when we get to the ownership, he's a guy who is just not popping whatsoever in terms of ownership. He is the player that people are avoiding above $10,000 right now. But it could be a few different reasons for Brooks. One, he's a noted troll that he could be doing it on purpose. I mean, that's probably the easiest way to chalk it up. Two, uh, he gets someone catching him doing this. Even if he is faking it, it goes viral. Just more money for him in that end-of-the-year social media $40 million bucket. Uh, he's really gaming the system with this. So shout out to Brooks for really being working at a different level if this is what he's doing. Uh, and then there's, I mean, he's had these knee problems, and they haven't resurfaced really since the Masters, since we've seen it. But, for example, I just spent three hours at Massage, physio and Cairo this morning. I've been dealing with a calf tear uh, and I'm trying to get it back on to where I, it normally is. I tore it, went through physio, re-aggravated it. Now I'm back at physio. So hopefully that's all it's going to be. And what I did this time, I did stimulated electronic needles where they just insert it into your muscles and tendons and basically vibrate it down your body. Now here's the thing about Four hours after I get this sort of physio treatment, and I mean, it's just the same for a lot of different physio treatments, depending on what they're doing to you, or even if it's an adjustment in your knee or your back or your pelvis, whatever it might be, you're sore for like 
two to six hours afterwards. It's not something that lingers. Like by you know, the time you have some lunch and drink some water, you're going to be fine. So Brooks is probably getting treatment done on himself uh, early in the morning. So that could also be a cause of him just kind of lifting around. Fuck, his foot could have fell asleep. For all we know, just hanging out in a golf cart, getting driven up to wherever he's going to go. So it's hard to read too much into this with zero context. So I, please, people, do not freak out. If this freaks you out so much, you don't want to play Brooks, don't play Brooks. Uh, if that's the path that you want to go down. If you're already in on Brooks, I wouldn't really... This doesn't bother me whatsoever. So uh, hopefully it doesn't come back to bite me like it did at the Masters. But this is the U.S. Open. I look at the results. First, first, second. This is the style of golf Brooks likes to play. So I am in on Brooks and Bryson, both 18 to 1. Normally, as many of you know, I don't go to this part of the board all that often. But I do think that the U.S. Open does reward the best players on the planet, along with the longest players on the planet, a high percentage of the time, at least in the past half decade. So those are the two that I'm going with. That means I have to bypass a giant section of players that I think have legitimate chances to win. So no Cantlay, and no Victor, and no Xander, and no Finau, and, and no Hatton, and no Webb for me. I mean, no Morikawa or JT. Like, it's tough looking at all those names, knowing that all those guys could most definitely win the U.S. Open, but with the way that I'm structuring my card, that if I hit a winner and I want to make money this week, can't bet them all. So it's Brooks and Bryson at the top. The next guy on my card down is at 80 to 1. I made it last week, gave it out on the show last week. It's Shane Lowry. I just like the way that he is trending at the moment. Top 10s in three of his past four starts. We know that he has adequate distance. He's not a bomber by any means, but he did lead the PGA Championship in strokes gained off the tee, and he is above average in driving distance. The around the green game tends to be very good. The putter, Hit and miss. Hopefully it's a good putting week for old Shane Lowry. And we've just seen him win at long, difficult courses in the past. He won the Open Championship. He won at Firestone. He won over in the Middle East at super long courses. So the length of Torrey Pines South for the U.S. Open setup is not really going to bother me too much. I think that's a good number because I've seen him as low as 50 to 1 in some spots now. I would play that down to 60 to 1, a number which is still lurking out there right now. Maybe you get lucky and find something better, but I like Shane Lowry a lot. No each way attached to that because I took the 80 instead of the 55 that was offered at my each-way site. So that's just a win-only bet for me. Then we're into the bombs. We're above 100 to 1. Two of these came from back in January when Feinberg and I did the future show. One is Gary Woodland at 125 to 1. No each way attached to that. That's just an outright win. And I also had Ryan Palmer at 250 to 1 with a top five each way from back then as well. Uh, that number went up to like 50 to 1 at one point and is now back in like the mid 100s. But uh, I don't feel as confident in Ryan Palmer today as I did six months ago. But hey, it's a wager that was made. So I got to stick with it. I got to list it on the sheet. Of course, FOMO reasons you need to see. Woo! Kim! Coming in at 150 to 1 with the top 8 each way. And the only other one I really wanted to think of is like an outright winner. Matt Wallace, 150 to 1 with the top 8 each way. I bet three other guys from way down the list. But that's only because of the each way value. I spelled this out in the newsletter a little bit, so I don't want to rehash it too much. But let's take Taylor Pendrith, for example, right now. Uh, at some places, he's 1,000 to 1 as an outright win. But I really wanted to get those eight placement points at 150 odds. So the way that I kind of constructed the math in my mind is that I could bet Pendrith top 10 at 33 to 1. Or I could bet him at 500 to 1. So let's say you put 20 bucks, 33 to 1, you get your, what is that, 660 back if you win. And he comes inside the top 10. Uh, instead, I took that $20 and put 10 on the outright win at the 500 and then 10 on the each way with the eight placement. So for a top eight, he's actually going to pay a hundred to one uh, in this circumstance. So if he comes inside the top eight, 
Uh, I get the 100 to 1 payout. So I win $1,000 on a $20 bet versus the 660 if he comes inside the top 10 on a $20 bet. Plus, you know, crazier things have happened than someone at 500 to 1. I mean, actually, it would be one of the craziest things ever. We just had a guy at 300 to 1 win the PGA Championship. I like Pendrith this week. So uh, I also get the equity of the 500 to 1 outright win. And I don't feel like I'm divvying up my money so much. So I hope that makes sense in terms of the explanation. The math makes sense to me. I'm not great at math, but actually that's not true. I'm actually quite good at math. So that actually is very logical in terms of betting. It's just a way that you can exploit it. Probably a losing bet either way, but it's one that I want to get behind. So I have Pendrith at 500 to one, Cam Young at 300 to one with the top eight for very much the same reasons. And then Wyndham Clark, 750 to one with the top eight for again, some of the same reasons. I played all three of those guys as top 20 bets. Wyndham Clark, seven to one. Young, 9-1, to one, and Pendrith, 12-1 to one to finish inside the top 20. I also played uh, Pendrith as top Canadian at 8-1. to one. Uh, That's down to as low as 4-1 to one in some places. That number just felt off to me because the way that you have to look at it is Connors, and when I bet it uh, at the 8-1, to one, I think on that site that I used to bet it at the 8-1, it's down to 550 now, so the odds have adjusted. But the way that it was spelled out, Corey Connors was a minus five, 155 favorite to beat Hadwin, Hughes, and Pendrith. Most players, regardless of who they're playing in a three ball, aren't minus 155, but he's minus 155 and what's essentially a four ball. Those odds just aren't right. Like he should be plus money regardless of the quote unquote quality of player that he's playing. There's just so much randomness that comes into it. So I felt like eight to one was, listen, it's not free money because he's probably not going to win. There's a reason that he was listed at eight to one, but he probably should have been four to one instead of eight to one. So I just jumped on it at eight to one. So hopefully that pans out. Pendrith has a good week. Pat Mayo is going to have a good week this time around. First round leaders. I played four of them. I might add a big guy to the top because I was thinking about betting Brooks at 25 to one to be first round leader. We've seen him in both PGA championships and U.S. Opens come out firing out of the gate. So I'm tinkering with that idea for now. I will make that update to the cheat sheet in the newsletter if I do, in fact, make that move. But right now, I have Young at 150, Wyndham Clark at 175, Pendrith at 200, Chan Kim at 200, and P. Raj. Not normally my guy, but Patrick Rogers, 200 to one as well as first round leader. Those are all played with the top five each way. So if they finish inside the top five, they get one-fourth the payout of their outright odds. So if Chan Kim is tied for fourth after day one, it's 50 to one. So I'm in on those. Those are the five bombs. I've not been playing a first-round leaders all that often recently because I just haven't been doing good at them. But hey, it's major season. Why not? Coming off a pretty good few-week run here. So got some extra money to play with. Might as well donate some of it back to the crew. One and dones for the week. Uh, I've used Bryson and Brooks, so I will be using Rory McIlroy as my one and done. Jeff is using Bryson DeChambeau. And the Cust is using Dustin Johnson to rehash the Andercurst picks of the week. He is taking Dustin Johnson, Tony Finau, and Stuart Sink as the Cust three-pack. I should probably see what the to miss the cut parlay is on those, because I usually play that. that. That's my bad, to make the cut, miss the cut. Whereas Dustin Johnson, plus 333 to miss the cut. And then we have, where's Finau? Finau, plus 275 to miss the cut. And Stuart Sink, plus 120 to miss the cut. Nah, it's not even all that great. I'll throw 10 bucks on that. 10 bucks on the Cust to miss the cut parlay at 35 to 1. Well, it's plus, it's 34.75 to one if we're being technical about that. So a $10 bet pays out $347.50. That will be fun. Remember, we will be sweating the cut live on Friday evening late because this is a West Coast 
event. Uh, Tim and I actually will be in my house. I don't have the camera set up for like the studio and viewing area. So it probably won't be video, it'll just be audio only, but why the fuck do you want to watch us anyway? You're watching the golf, just have us on in the background. This is the easiest way to stream it. Jeff will be joining us via the internets to chat along as we go through the cut. Remember the cut this week is top 60. And ties, by the way, not top 65 and ties, not top 70 like at the PGA Championship. So this is probably going to be the lowest six of six percentage of any tournament all year long. The U.S. Open is tough. Uh, and the way that I constructed my DraftKings lineups, I saw a question in the chat about this a little bit earlier. I once again did make 150 lineups to enter into the mini-max. I'm, I did it for the first time ever last week and came in second in the mini-max. So I'm like, hey, there's probably something to this. Uh, probably one week worth of luck, put it that way. When you have Higo and Bo Van Pelt and on the same team, you're going to do pretty well if it's a 6 of 6 in a week where 2% of people had a 6 of 6. So I'm attributing a bit of luck to that. But I just wanted to try it again. I did not enter 150 50 into the millionaire maker. I put 25 into the $10 millionaire maker, 25 into the $5 drive for the green and 150 into the 50 cent mini max, max that out just to see how the results do. And if people want to know, I use 33 players in my player pool for the 150 lineups. It's very reminiscent of what I did last week on DraftKings. Uh, I just tried to condense my player pool so much that it, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's a sound strategy. If you miss, you're going to miss big. If you hit, you're going to hit big. I think of my 150 lineups last week in the mini max, I think that like 70 of them finished inside the money and I had a bunch inside the top 50. So if I was right that week and I was, then I'm going to get paid out on that. Uh, and then conversely, if you miss, you're going to lose your 75 bucks that you put into it. But I, I like the idea of building 150 lineups. Essentially, all I did was you know, I generated my first 25. Actually, I generated 20, I made five by hand, then generated another 125, thanks to the help of fantasynational.com. It's super easy to do. It took less than eight seconds to generate all of my lineups uh, at fantasynational.com. If you want 20% off Fantasy National, fantasynational.com slash mayo, all the tools. You can customize it any way you want. You can use the ownership projections, which we'll dig into here in a second, because frankly, when you're talking about ownership projections, uh, for any sort of weather, doesn't matter what sport it is. The closer you can get to the event, the more accurate that those projections are going to be because there's just more data or data, depending on how you say it. If you're Dr. Pulaski from season two of Star Trek T TNG, you're going to say data. Then he will say, my name is Data Man. Either way, however you want to say it, the more of that that you can have, the more accurate the results are going to be. So I'll include a mini update in the newsletter tonight when that goes out around like 7, 7.15 p.m. Eastern time. But the way that it's shaking out for me right now and what I'm seeing from the top end, the two names that really stick out as not owned. And when I say not owned, I mean 2%, like somewhere between 7 and 10% for both these guys. It's going to be Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas they project to be in the single digits. Dustin could get to the single digits as well. There just isn't a lot of interest in him this week. I do have Rom projected as the highest owned over $10,000 because you can make a lot of Rom Xander lineups pretty easy, put it that way. And then when I'm seeing down to the $9,000 range, uh, it doesn't seem, it seems like everyone else basically from Finau at 89 all the way up to Morikawa are going to be very firmly inside the double digits with Xander and Victor being the two highest owned of that bunch followed by Finau. It's always tough with the millionaire maker to really get a sense of how that's going to project out. Like I have Xander projected around like 19% right now. But eventually people just glom on to one guy. He's such a logical second man into a lot of rosters that he could be like 24% by the time that 
when Sky Sky at Skyhook DFS on Twitter is the best place to follow this. He's also hosting the European Tour Picks and Bet Show with Tom Jacobs. Check that out on Mayo Media Network, by the way. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network and smash the like for the episode as well. Come on, you, you got to go do that for me. Thank you very much. But uh, that's up there right now. They give their picks. If So if you're curious about some of the lesser-known European players in the field, that is the show to go watch. And you can listen to that on the DFS Mix podcast as well. Find that into the description. Uh, so that whole area is going to be wildly owned. I wrote up in the newsletter last night the guy that I actually think is the one true pivot play of the U.S. Open from the high end, and it's Hideki Matsuyama. He didn't make my core build of the 25 lineups that he played, but I did overweight him when I made the next 125, just to see how that worked out. Like I said, I'm tinkering around with strategies. That's why I'm only playing the 50 cent. I don't want to go lose 750 bucks if I don't have to, kind of thing. Uh, If I lose 75, I lose 75, you know, it's it's more of like a flick, a graze of the nuts instead of a swift kick into the nuts. You don't get that full ice cream ice cream headache in your stomach uh, by going down with the ship, going to do that. And fuck, if I want to do it, I don't want to lose 1500 bucks uh, in the millionaire maker by putting all 150 lineups in because I am toying around with different strategies. I want to change up my game a little bit. And I mean, for the higher stakes, either the 200, the 100, some of the qualifiers, and those are single entry or three max. So you know, I have my dedicated three single lineups that I want to go with in those uh, and just go with like outright maxing everything uh paul says we have a problem with the flickering is this true paul it's doing it a little bit we haven't cut out though like our our audio is still coming in it's fucking around a little bit all right well hopefully we'll get that figured out and that will just rest itself so we don't have to cancel the chat by any means because we haven't got to the chat we're 20 minutes into the fucking show already uh other than that DraftKings wise in terms of ownership Zalatoris garnering a bunch of interest in those mid eights there's another flick Louis uh I think we have him over projected I think that the stats community will be on Louis I don't know if the public is going to be Casey Shane Lowry Jason Kokrak Max Homa, Charlie Hoffman, all expected to carry double-digit ownership into the mid-sevens and the $7,000 range. And other than that, Brendan Steele and Johnny Vegas are probably the two in the sixes that are likely to be the highest owned. But I don't think that they're going to be so high owned that you're like, gotta fade those guys. I'm guessing like max 8%, maybe Steele gets up to 10% if people really congregate all of their ideas around him. But uh, right now I haven't projected at 6%, and that is the highest of any anyone in the $6,000 range. I could be off on that by two or three points, but I don't think it's, we're in a situation where someone just looks at the $6,000 range and says, oh boy, uh, that's the guy. Now the US Open doesn't really work like that. It's not the masters. And they actually did a good job of holding the salary release until the week of, and then not a lot of guys were playing that there weren't too many outliers in the mix when it came down to it. My cheat sheet is up for DraftKings on dkbook.com. And of course, I've done the shows all throughout the week, so you should have a pretty decent idea of who I like so far this week and whom I'm avoiding. Rick and I went player by player, and I told you who I like and who I don't like and who I'm playing and who I'm not playing. So we should be able to figure that out by now, but the decision's all on you. Obviously, you don't want to follow what I do. I'm not winning a million bucks every single week, so take the information that I present you. I'm not giving you bad information. I'm just giving you bad analysis when it comes down to said information. You use the information, make your own analysis, make your own picks, and I hope that someone out there goes out 
button wins a bunch of money. For the past three weeks, viewers of the show have been cashing fucking bigly on DraftKings in the betting market. And I would love to see that peak at the U.S. Open when there's millions and millions of dollars up for grabs. So good luck to everyone out there this week. I really mean that. The weather is benign. Looks fucking great. Uh, people are going to talk about like that morning haze that comes in. I mean, I, players are going to play in the morning one of the first two days anyway. So I, maybe in showdown, you, I'm not, I don't know if I'll play first round showdown. Maybe take afternoon guys if you really want to. But I am seeing the max wind over the course of the four days right now is peaking at 10 miles per hour. That's pretty benign, especially for a coast. I would keep track of that as we go along throughout the course of the week to make sure that nothing pops up like bad Monday weather all of a sudden moves into Sunday, but I'm not seeing any rain. It's going to be, I guess at 8 a.m. on like Sunday morning, it's going to be 68 degrees. That's chilly for California in the middle of June, but you know, it's going to be in your mid seventies all week. That's fucking perfect golf weather with no wind at a course, which is going to be tough. I threw the wind finder link in the newsletter. It's also in the chat if you want to go see that as well. If you're a fellow whose resting body temperature rivals that of Las Vegas pavement in mid-July, standard antiperspirants probably don't give you much relief. But before you resign yourself to a life of perpetual pit stains, know this. Duke Cannon Dry Ice Cooling Antiperspirant is made for guys who run uncomfortably hot. Its moisture and friction activated cooling system is formulated with menthol to give you an all-day sensation of standing under an air conditioner crank too high, not a heat lamp stuck to broil. And it's available in refreshing menthol and eucalyptus and peppermint and musk scents. Dry ice uses activated charcoal to effectively combat sweat and stank and with the highest level of odor and wetness protection allowable you'll last longer in the heat and your t-shirts will too if your internal thermostat feels like it's perpetually set to sauna pick up a stick of duke cannon dry ice cooling antiperspirant it'll feel as refreshing as jumping naked into a frigid lake without the risk of frostbite to your undercarriage Visit DukeCannon.com and use promo code MAYO, M-A-Y-O, for 10% off your next order. A curated collection of Duke Cannon products are also available at select Target stores. Once again, DukeCannon.com, promo code MAYO, for 10% off your next order. Let's be honest, you're not getting as good a sleep as you need to be. Whether your problem is falling asleep, staying asleep, or just not feeling rested once you wake up, you're not alone. More than half of Americans report having trouble with getting enough sleep. I'm not American, but I can report that I don't get enough sleep, or I sleep too long, or can't get to sleep. But at Brickhouse Nutrition, our team of on-staff physicians is on a mission to get heads on pillows and would like to introduce Dreams Sleep Aid. By taking science-backed ingredients like melatonin and combining them with natural ingredients from the earth like valerian root or jujube fruit, Dreams is the perfect blend for the perfect sleep. So, go to BrickHouseSleep.com and get 15% off your first order at checkout with promo code MAYO. It's time to sleep like a brick. BrickHouseSleep.com, promo code MAYO for 15% off. 
Let's get to your questions. The viewer chat portion begins now of the show. Remember to smash the like button to the episode. Tell a friend if you haven't already. Download the show, even if you're watching it live up there right now, because I can use those downloads. Trust me, the more downloads, the better, the more sponsorships I can get, and the more shows for free that I can continue to provide for you. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network while you're here as well. Well, I got your ear. Um, I'm just going to go from the very top of the chat to the very bottom of the chat, and that's the way that we're going to work. So if you just put your question in now, it's probably going to be like 20 minutes until I get to it, because I'm going very back to the very top, and I'm also going to tweet out right now. I have now viewer chat. U.S. Open viewer cues. There we go. Hopefully y'all can still hear me, because I can see the blinking going, and that usually affects the audio uh, and cuts everything out, but hopefully that's not going to be the case. Kyle asks, please pick two my six-tier players between Woodland, Ortiz, Poulter, Hoffman, Wallace, Vegas, and Steele. Hoffman's one I can't wrap my mind around because everything says play Charlie Hoffman this week. Uh, I put him in my uh, 150 pool. He's not a part of my 25 pool. But of those guys, I think it's going to be Hoffman and Wallace. Two questions. Is JT ownership low enough where you can consider him leverage to his neighbors? Yes, I think so. More importantly, is it a give your head a shake or a shave? I swear I've heard both. No, it is give your head a shake. Just give it a fucking shake, pal, okay? And anyone just tuning in, remember to smash the like button and subscribe to Mayo Media Network. And if you want full access to the tools, the stats, whatever it may be, fantasynational.com slash mayo for 20% off. You can find all the info in the newsletter. Subscribe in the description down there right now. Hey, Pat, given how low DJ's ownership is, does it change your mind at all about playing him on DK? Also, anyone you have come on late into the week that you weren't on a earlier uh dj is low but not so low that it's like oh my god he's the clear leverage play he's gonna be like th three to four points below like brooks and bryson and rom so if you like dj more play dj i like dj less so i'm not playing dj but i understand the logic that comes behind it guys that i gravitated towards throughout the course of the week i can kind of tell you some of the guys that i threw into the larger player pool uh the guys that i talked about earlier are the guys who are in my main player pool that i've been talking about all week i added 4chan kim at the bottom at 6100 just to see how those lineups looked Molinari, Robert McIntyre, I threw Fratelli into that mix, Matt Jones and Charles Schwartzel at 7,000 into that extra mix. Like I said, these didn't make my main core lineups. This was just for the 150. I did play some Matthew Wolf at 72, even in my main lineups. I think two of 25 lineups have Matthew Wolf, just in case. Sergio, I threw into that mix because of ownership. Uh, Sam Burns, I was playing anyway. Corey Connors and Tyrrell Hatton, I threw into that 150 mix as well because it just doesn't seem like people are playing them. I'll play them. Hideki was the other one that I kind of threw in as well. So hopefully that gives you a sense of the outlier guys that I came to, mainly for leverage spots uh, when I'm multi-mass entering throughout the week. Hovland or Finau? Hovland. Need one out of Spieth, Answer, Kokrak, or English? I mean, the obvious answer is Spieth, but I will take Jason Kokrak in this regard. Hey, Pat, great content as usual. Thank you, Rick. Uh, I think I heard you say you played 150 lineup GPP last week. When you play those, do you alter your player pool, all generated by Fantasy National, or do you mix and match? I build my main player pool that I want to play in the Millionaire Maker of the $5. I usually play about 20 to 25 lineups in those. And then, yeah, I add more people to the player pool while keeping my core, obviously, in it, uh, just to give myself different combinations of lineups for the 150 and the 50 cent. 
Besides the length of the rough, how else are they making Tory Pines different than the farmers? Well, you can check this out in the Monday newsletter where someone tweeted out the pin sheets from 2008. Then you can get a real sense of what's going on. It's a bit longer. The tee boxes are different, so not all the holes play of the same length, bringing different type of bunkers into play, different landing areas into play. The the fairways are narrower. The rough is longer, obviously, and it's more Kikuya grass in the rough this time of year versus the end of January. You're going to get tougher pin placements the fairways and greens are going to be far more baked out and run way faster than you're going to see in late january as well for the farmer's setup uh plus it's a par 71 not a par 72 so one of the par fives has been converted into a longish par four so those are the main differences that you're going to see it should also be less windy this time of year than it is at the end of january in your opinion will there be an ace this weekend of course cuss said there wouldn't be i know cuss said not a chance since uh, since sharpshooting which richie warinsky is not in the field. That is ultimate cuss logic if there ever was one. Richie had two in January at the Farmers. He's not playing, therefore there could be none. I mean, Corey Connors in the field. And here's how much Cuss is afraid of this not hitting. We've asked him for specifically Corey Connor hole-in-one odds, and he will not give us odds to bet on that with him. That's how big of a fucking coward Cuss is. What do you think will be the optimal contrarian build this week with so many people building a balanced 9-8K lineup? Do you like making teams with two 10K guys and four 7K guys? I do. Uh, I actually texted this to Raza. I was like, here is a Millie Maker winning lineup if there ever was one. It's, put it this way, it's Bryson, Brooks, and Rory all in one lineup. So three 10K guys ostensibly and then three 6K guys. I don't think that's an optimal build by any means, but I do think that it's contrarian. Uh, if you can get behind, like if you have your faith in Pendrith and Rogers and Wyndham Clark uh, and Cam Young and 4chan Kim uh, putting out fake news on message boards, even if, you know what? If he misses the cut, that's probably fake news. Just propaganda. He actually probably made the cut. That's the way I'm thinking about 4chan Kim at this point. I just say do what you want. There's no optimal way to build contrarian-wise, I'd say non-balance is probably the move. And if you do go with a guy above 10K, it's probably Rom Xander, Brooks Xander, Bryson Xander is probably the way that people are constructing those lineups. DJ, Bryson, Brooks, Rory, pick two. Brooks and Bryson. Any DK value on Chan Kim or EVR? I like Chan Kim more. I played Chan Kim, so Chan Kim for me. Thoughts on Homa, 100 to 1. Seems decent with the course fitting him well. I played him on DraftKings. I just didn't bet him. I don't love the 100 to 1. It's probably fair, but I'm not doing it. Hi, Pat. Will you be constructing your lineup stars and scrubs or more balanced? More stars and scrubs for me. Will the $25 cover Nordic Spa fees? Certainly hope so. I mean, if you want to get a tug, it's probably a bit more, but I think just general, actually, probably not. It's a Nordic spa. I've never been there. It sounds fake. That's a question to ask old Tim Andrikas. And you ask him what the tug tax is on that, too. Uh, Rory, projected ownership is coming in. Once again, you can get all these at fantasynational.com, so I'm not going to give away every single one because that is paywalled information. But I got Rory around 13 to 15% right now uh, in the larger GPPs. Who do you like in the 6K range, if any? I just went over that. With so much win equity at the top, should you expand your player pool this week to have more exposure, plant your flag in a few top-tier guys? I I think that playing fewer guys is always the better move. As I outlined, even with the 150, the more you can condense your core and condense the number of players that you have, if you're right, you're just going to have more shots at the top. The more that you spread out your 
lineups, just, you know, the less, the fewer chances that you're going to have that if you get five of six guys right, well, you might miss the sixth guy. And then you don't have anyone else to back that up with. If you concentrate your core and play a bunch of lineups, you might have the same five guys with three separate guys at the bottom. Then you only need to get lucky on one if your core ends up hitting. So that's the way that I like to play it. But uh, Brady says, smash the like button. There we go. Are Lowry and Kokrak popular plays this week? Yes. Yes, they are. Hello, Pat. I say it every time, but thanks again for the info you put out. Thank you, Richard. Could you see this playing like the PGA Championship at Bethpage? Longish course with extra thick rough? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I actually ended up playing Spieth in a few lines, because Spieth actually played really well that week, despite being at such a disadvantage. Otherwise, Matt Wallace was another. Obviously, it was Brooks and uh, Dustin at the top, but uh, and I'm playing Brooks. So, uh, yes, I can see that. Who are the best players on approach from 200 plus? Sneaky bad range for Morikawa. Lately, it's been a sneaky bad range for Morikawa. So let's sort by the past 24 rounds on Fantasy National. Go to Proximity. And go to, so the best players from above 10,000, Brooks is 13th, Bryson is 2nd, DJ is 5th, Rom is 9th, Spieth, 123rd, Morikawa, 113, Hovland is 10th, Will Z is 6th, and Tyrrell Hatton is actually 2nd. Scheffler and and Berger both inside the top 30 as well over the past 24 rounds. Casey is the best. Kokrak is eighth. Leishman is actually seventh. I should really have given him more of a look to to Leishman. I just didn't get there. Palmer. Ryan Palmer, my guy. He is fourth. Uh, If you're looking into the sixes, best guys, Jordan Smith, but, you know, he doesn't have a ton of info. Neither does Dietrich, who is 14th. EVR and Bo Hogue uh, are 27th and 20th from down there. Steele, 24th. Joe Long, I don't even know who that is. He's 26th. Batia is 36th. Paul Baljean is 41st. And then a limited sample size guy, Matthew Southgate, is actually 20th from down there as well. Michael Johnson, the sprinter, maybe, is 19th. Uh, that's from 14 rounds of data. Lord knows when that dates back to. So, uh, of the guys problematic at the top, you got Spieth, Rory, Morikawa, and Xander, Cantley, Reed, and Finau, all outside the top 90 as well. But again, that's neither here nor there. If you want to nitpick someone and say that's why you're not playing them, that's a reason. But I don't think that's a good reason just to simply fade everyone. Three max entry core Brooks, Xander, Hatton, or Rom, or sorry, Brooks, Xander, Hatton, or Rom, Finau, Fitzy. I like Brooks, Xander, Hatton the best of those. Any info on Wolf, spelled incorrectly, this week from the ground through Rick Gaiman? Didn't hear anything. So I assume he's playing. I haven't heard anything to the contrary that he isn't playing. So there, you, there we go. Hey, Pat, love the podcast, man. Chuck Hoffman or Hego? Probably Chuck Hoffman. Pat, love the weed-whacking, manscaping Father's Day commercial. Freaking hilarious. Manscape. That was the final ad. Manscape is running on the Pat Mayo experience. So go get yours now for Father's Day. Tell your dad to give his fucking bush a trim, okay? Get him the Manscape shaver, the weed-whacker. Uh, what are the matchup odds for you versus Tim on the golf course? I've played with Tim. Usually I beat Tim. Uh, that's been sort of our pattern over the past decade. But I hadn't played in ages I had played two rounds, I think, in two and a half years, and one of them was at the DFS Open. One of them was with Feinberg, and I smoked a joint and passed out for three holes. So it wasn't great for me. So I've been uh, getting back into the mix a little bit. Uh, We went out the first day. We actually played with Paul. Cusk got me by a stroke there. It was uh, 95 to 94, and then we played nine holes last week, and he got me by two when we were out there. 
over the course of nine holes. We were playing 18 again tomorrow morning, so I'll let you know how it goes. I don't like listening to Cust. It's weird. He's been playing a lot, though. My game is rounding back into form. I'm dropping strokes every single time. So I'm hoping to be back below 90 pretty quickly. So I'm going from like 99 to 95 to 91. So hopefully I can get an 88 in there or something like that. We're actually playing an easier course on Saturday as well. So I've been only playing hard courses since I've been back since that's all I've been uh, had access to with so with the demand for golf so high. It's been really tough to get tee time. So I'm hoping an easier course uh, is a little bit better. I just got a two driving iron. So I got to figure out how to hit that. If I can figure out how to hit that, I might just use that off the tee instead of shanking everything into wood into the wood woods uh what was pendrith's last pga start i think it was puerto rico but i can effort that for you right now pendrith last pga start was corrales he was 34th he was 53rd in puerto rico he was 23rd at the u.s open last year and then before that it's all corn fairy stuff until the u.s open in 2020 when he was 44th uh, i just think that his game his style of play is very much like Wyndham Clark. He just bombs it. He's really good around the greens, and he's a pretty good putter. He is fucking god-awful with his irons. Not compared to me, compared to PGA Tour players. Uh, and just against the field, he's not great. So if he can keep up this MO of bomb, like even at the U.S. Open last year, like you really saw it come through in the strokes gained. 4.3 strokes gained off the tee, top 10 in driving distance, 2.4 gained around the greens, 1.2 on the greens, minus 1.6 on approach play. But I'm hoping that he's improved his wedges a lot. He hasn't been great. Uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour, but he's just kind of generating top 20s all over the place. Uh, and he had a nice run leading into the U.S. Open last year where he was second, 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 and third. He's not coming in with that sort of hot fire. Uh, plus, he's Canadian. Got to get behind some Canadian. I'm not behind Corey Connors this week, so it's going to be Taylor Pendrith for me. Can't wait till he comes in dead last. Hovland, Will Z, and why? Will Z, because I think that he's going to finish better than Hovland. We don't have time for in-depth breakdowns. You can go watch the seven hours of content that I've already put out. Uh, so Pendrith is coming T9. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I have the top 20 on him, so that will more than make up for it. Pat, great content. Watch your golf show for five years. Thanks, Josh. Remember to keep tuned. Uh, going forward, the pick show is not going to be a live chat as it's been for the past few weeks. It'll be like 15 minutes long, as I stated at the beginning, kind of running through my picks, my logic, the DraftKings ownership, and that will appear video-wise on Mayo Media Network. You can just watch it where you normally watch it. But for the audio podcast, I might try to tack it on to the back end of the Wednesday show, uh, but it will most likely appear on Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets The Mix, along with the European Tour Pick Show. Just because it's a quick hitter, it'll be up there, because very soon, both Wednesdays and Thursdays will be allocated to football season. We've already been running out a bunch of football content so far. I would hope you would go support that as well, just like the football people have come over to support the golf show to help increase the numbers on that. Need your help over on the football side as we get closer to football season we're going to go two a week then it's all of a sudden going to be three a week so it'll be three golf shows and three football shows anything special that comes up of course we're going to go in that we're not going to forget about cuss corner but that's probably going to be reserved for fridays um these are not questions people if you're not asking real questions you're going to be banned for life i don't care how funny you think you are we don't have time for this we have too many questions Thanks for another great week of major coverage. Is Batia long enough to be a viable sixth option? I think that he is, and he plays really good at these West Coast courses, as we've seen throughout the course of the beginning of the year. Um, he's not for me, but I know that a lot of people are using him, so he could be for you. Who's a cam-style player with excellent scrambling but better on approach shots? Spieth. 
is that kind of player. Uh, Cam Smith would be that kind of player. Ortiz, although he's not been great, he's been inconsistent with his irons. He's sort of in that other mix of better driver of the ball and a really good scrambler. Any Wolf thoughts or updates? I just kind of gave that. Love the content. I have six players above 9K. I want a roster across 10 lineups. Is the strategy creating 10 unique combinations of these players or creating specific stacks across multiple lineups? I don't have a good answer for you. Whatever you want to do with it, whatever works best. I think the 10, I think two 10 plus K guys and you'll be different. Okay. Thoughts on Matthew Southgate to make the cut? Yeah, he, I didn't end up getting there with Southgate after looking into it a little bit more. Smash the like, you jabronis. Listen, listen to the man. Smash the like and sub to Mayo Media Network. There we go. Coke Rack or Neiman? I like Coke Rack. Pounded Brooks at 18 to 1. Well, I hope he pounded you back for 18 to 1. But I guess at 18 to 1, you're only getting a pounding coming your way. Good luck, Stefan. Biggest fades in the $7,000 range. It's not really biggest fades. I told you the guys that I'm playing, I'm not playing the other guys. So the other 25 guys are my fades. Any Euro Tour cues you just let me know? That's yeah, Tom Jacobs. Yeah, hit up Tom on Twitter. I will get you his actual Twitter because I think it's just more than just Tom Jacobs. Tom is the host of the European Tour Picks and Bet Show. Uh, Tom Jacob at Tom Jacobs ninety three. He's a young man, ninety three, young compared to me at least. So hit up Tom on Twitter if you have any Euro questions about some of these guys that you might not know. Coke Racker Lowry, I like Lowry more. Is Ryan Palmer your future pick just based off his Farmers performance this year, or does he fit a U.S. Open build? Well, I made the bet before the Farmers this year. It's based on his basic track record and skill set from Torrey Pines over the course of his career. He's either really bad or really good at that course, and he has enough distance. He can be good enough with his irons, and he seems to understand something about these green complexes that I can't really quantify. Well, I can quantify by looking at his around the green numbers. They're usually pretty good at Torrey and really not good everywhere else. So there's something to that, I think, I'm hoping, but that's why I'm on Ryan Palmer from back then. Hey, Pat, thanks for the Millie Maker entry. Since I can't lose money on Grio and Keegan this week, who are the plays in the low 7K range? Ortiz and Wallace are the two that I'm really gravitating towards. Those are like my main guys from down in that range. But you could use Hoffman, Palmer, Matt Jones, Bobby Mack, Charles Schwartzel. Schwartz will be last on that list for me. But those are the guys that I do like from down there. But Wallace and Ortiz are my main guys from that range. Dominique or Dominic. Let's fucking go, Pat. Let's fucking go, Dominic. All right. Great content as always. Who is the player this week that you're terrified of fading and you'll be ripping a smoke because you didn't play him on Sunday night? Rom or Xander are those two guys for me. 100%. Paul, the next question's for you. Who's coming up big in your model? I didn't make a model. Didn't make a model. Easy. No Keegan this week, so Paul's not making models, so he can come number one. Do you like DeChambeau plus 250 to make an eagle in the tournament? No, I don't like any of those bets everywhere, anywhere. Sungjae, reasonable pivot off of Kokrak and Lowry? Sure. You want to go with Sungjae? The Iron Show back up last week. Uh, the chat skipped on me. Here we go. Alan is answering other people's questions. Big no-no in the chat, Alan E. That's going to get you banned for life. You do it again. Clogging up my chat. Hey, Pat, love the show has evolved over the years. Already smashed the like button. It has evolved. I know it's been sort of stagnant, but I've just moved studios. I've actually purchased a place for the new Mayo Media Network HQ, which will have multiple studios. And I'm working on designing a set right now with different styles of shows. Still like the same like 
nuts and bolts of everything that's going on, but I'm hoping that it's going to look really awesome, sound really awesome, and provide more engaging content. Once we have that space fully operational, the amount of quality content that I can continue to put out with people from all over the planet is going to be pretty awesome. I'm excited for it. And honest to God, the things like leaving the reviews, hitting the like, subbing to the channel, that stuff is what was able to fuel me to be able to make this move, to go get that place, to be able to provide this sort of content. You'd be shocked. Like that engagement alone, it's like, it's not boosting up the numbers per se, but what it is doing is, is triggering the algorithm that makes it discoverable for people who have never seen or heard of this show before. And then they come in, they tune in because it pops up higher in their searches. Like it's a free way. And that's why I don't mind doing the giveaways for anything like that. Cause it's, you know, it's marketing for me in a certain way that it's getting us better placement in the algorithms, in the YouTube searches on Google, that people just have an easier time discovering the show. That is the main thing. Like with any sort of show that you like, whether it's Rick's show uh, or whether it's it's over on Gup's channel or the tour junkies. And that's just in the golf space, like Pete Overzet or all of the great uh, fantasy football contributors. If there's someone that you like to watch on YouTube or you listen to their podcast, now the goal of their podcast is to have as many people tune into it as possible. I was just looking at the numbers before we came on this week between the columns, the newsletter, the shows and the podcast. Like we had over 2 million for the PGA championship. We're closer to two and a half million this time around because of the stuff that you guys do to help us promote the show in ways that you don't even know. So hitting the like, subbing to people's channels, turning on notifications, leaving that podcast review for everyone's show that you really enjoy is only going to help them out. So that's why we're constantly harping on it. It's the discoverability factor that goes into it because a lot of us don't have huge budgets to go out and spend thousands of dollars uh, to rig Google ads to make sure it comes out for Facebook advertising. That stuff gets really expensive. And if you're not churning in a bunch of profit, it's not going to be worth it to you to go do it. You're just going to end up in the hole. So it's the support from viewers like you watching right now, anyone listening or tuning into this after the fact, that's why I'm always harping on it because I know how important it is to gather new people into the web and become a part of the Mayo Media Network family. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, like I said, from anyone out there that does constantly leave those reviews and hit the like and anything like that. That's why uh, we're constantly asking you to do it. Finauer Reed and one and done. Reed, had one worth a dart with Poa being his best putting surface? It's not for me. Pat, I'm making the reverse Anderkers team. I have Rom's Alexander, Connor, Streelman, and Phil, who had rounded out, uh, it's Pendrith. Pendrith at 65, because Tim said he had no idea who that was. Can't be cursed if you don't know who he is. So that works out well for me. One of 10 thoughts on Wilco. Wilco's a five for me. I think he sets up really well. I just didn't get there with him personally. Give me free tickets. Nah, I don't know about that. It's not how we get into it. Any rogue wave potential would hate to see Pendrith washed out in the sea. I didn't see it. Like, nothing is popping up to me uh, in the weather report. Thoughts on Woodland? Bet him to win. That's all the exposure that I have. Uh, I bet him with, I tailed Jeff on that bet back in January. So it's just been sitting in my account. I had to make the bet for Jeff because it's a good number. It was on the site that Jeff's not allowed to play on. So I just, whenever Jeff asked me to make a bet for him, I always throw like an extra little bit on it for myself because I don't want to be in a position where I'm paying Jeff out like 5K and I get nothing out of it. So anyway, I need to have something on it just to, for peace of mind because I'm that type of better. Who else is giving away Millie Maker tickets? I don't know. Have Fino top 10 at all four majors, 66 to one. Time to start hedging this week at no at minus 120. 
I mean, I'd like, this is probably his, it's funny because this is probably his best one to come inside the top 10 if you were to rate them all out. I would just wait to see if it happens, full hedge out at the British Open because I doubt he will be as highly, I doubt he'll be minus 220 for no at the British Open. It'll probably be like 175, so... Now, if it's for, I mean, what do you make this bet for? Did you put like 300 bucks on it? Then yeah, you can hedge out if it's a lot of money. If you put like 10 bucks on it, I mean, let it ride. It's 660 bucks. Uh, if it meant that much, if the 660 bucks means that much to you, you probably shouldn't be betting that much on golf to begin with. Just throwing that out there. You should stick to $1 and $2 bets uh, if you're willing to hedge out for like that. I don't want to say that little of money because I know that's a lot of money for some people. But you hedge yourself out right now. Like, if you did the double hedge on this, what are you really realistically looking at? Like, you minus, if you have 660 bucks, let's just call it minus 200 to make things easy on ourselves. Now you're down to what? One, two, 220 right there. Then you hedge out of it again. Then you have 75 bucks left over. That's what you really wanted? No. Like, it's a golf bet. Let it ride. Have some fun with it. It's 10 bucks to throw away. Uh, who's the manscaped, who's manscaped equipped to handle the rough at the U.S. Open play? If I do sort by long rough, Let's see, sort by long rough on Fantasy National, fantasynational.com slash mail for 20% off. Past 24 rounds, strokes gained. Overall, just go strokes gained, tee to green, take putting out of the equation. Finau, Rom, Cantley, Casey, Morikawa, Scheffler, Bryson, Will, Z, DJ, Hideki, and Wolf are your top players. Then Russell Henley at number 12, strangely enough. Didn't play Russell Henley. I don't think many people are playing. Russell Henley. Poulter, decent, is last man in. I do not like Poulter at this course. I'm throwing that out there. Rom and Reed or DJ and Xander? I like Rom and Reed, I think, at the top. Game theory. Is the Coke Rack ownership too high to play him in the Million Maker? Maybe not if he's good, then you're going to need him. Uh, you can find, listen, there's no player whose ownership is too high that you can't play them. Just play a pivot in another spot or leave 100 bucks on the table. Uh, I like Coke Rack and I will be playing Coke Rack. I, he'll probably come in around like 16, 17%, I'm guessing. Have expected weather and tea times changed the way your you pick your players in any significant way? Not for this week. For me, answer and Kokrak. Answer or Kokrak. Kokrak. Any thoughts on Cam Young? Yeah, I'm playing him. And I bet him. And I bet him top 20 and first round leader. I like him. Could Francesco be a little bit more focused this week with the return of his brother Eddie back on American soil? I, I mean, I don't know. But I played Eddie Molinari because he's been playing well over in Euro and he's super cheap. Pick two, Louis Kokrak and Lowry for single entry DFS. I like Kokrak and Lowry. If you can't decide on a 2v2, is it better just to pick or play both lineups instead of just going all in on one? Sure, if that gives you the peace of mind. Oh, here's a message from Paul that I'm finally after. Push the cord in a little bit more. Hope it holds with no blink. So far, so good, Paul, I think. I know he's not in the field, but could we get a James... You most certainly can, friend. Now my voice is coarse. Or horse, sorry. If the course is harder through the week, is that a small advantage to the early and late splits? I don't fucking know. I, you're reading way too much into this. No one's going to know that. Because if the wind all of a sudden picks up in the morning, then that completely negates that. If it's a bit colder in the morning, maybe that negates it. If it's a bit windier in the afternoon, maybe that negates it. Like, I, I'm not too concerned about stuff like that. That's me. If, if you are, you go do... You do the... Re Research it yourself, as people on Facebook tell other people on Facebook. Do the research. I did the research. You go do the research on YouTube from fake doctors, because they know the most. 
Rose Scott Leishman Herman or Robert McIntyre? Strangely, I like Robert McIntyre the best. Scenario, who can who can narrative street a win over Rom final group pairing that won't let the viewers down? I don't know what the fuck that means. Cantley or Hovland? Cantley. Any love for Bob Shelton or Zach Johnson? Nah, for me. Hi, do you like T Gala? Nah. Do they play South Course on Farmers Insurance Open so it is the same? No. Uh, they play the South Course for three rounds at the Farmers Insurance Open at a different time of year with a different course setup. So it's the same course, but it has different... I, I went over this at the beginning. It, it's not the same. It's the same nuts and bolts, but it's completely set up differently. Rank Lowry Casey answer. Lowry Casey answer. That was an easy one. With Higo winning last week, do you think the other players from South Africa will have extra spring in their step? No, I don't believe in any of that fucking nonsense. I don't. Because there is no way to quantify that whatsoever. So if, let's say, Louis wins this week, is that because Higo won last week? I would contend it's because Louis is a good player who plays well at majors, and that would have nothing to do with it. But you can spin it as, he was extra motivated. So how are we supposed to know? Come on. Give your head a shake. Connor should be lower owned with Usti and Hatton right there. Think he can survive around the greens. Like I said, I throw him in the 150 player pool uh, for me because he is low owned. And I think that, like, I listen, I played Neiman. So Neiman and Connor's virtually the same sort of problems that you're worried about. Uh, Neiman longer off the tee, better out of the rough. Corey Connors infrequently in the rough, so that's not really a problem with for him. And the ball striking is top five. So if you can hit enough greens in regulation, I'm hoping it overcomes that. Or the around the green is so tough that everyone is bad and it's not that big of a deal for him. Those are the two ways that that plays out. Pat, if PlayStation games were easier to display, what would you like to add to the background? I have a PlayStation game somewhere. It's like Tiger Woods 2006, I think. I don't know. When I get my full setup, we will have the wide shot once again. I won't be condensed to the single very... I'm in a pretty small space here in this, like, downstairs bedroom that I've set up in right now. Rick Run Good Cut Sweat Show starting this week. Which ones should I watch? Of course, you should tune in to me, Cust, and Jeff. Uh... Give all the support to Rick's show, too, though. Dueling shows. I, I'm very excited for Rick to be launching a new show. His will be more serious, I'm sure, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Although I will have frequent cut updates for you. What do you think about Brian Harmon? I'm not there. What exactly was Sam Burns' injury at the PGA? I assume it's a non-factor. I have no idea what it was, but he has rebounded since, so I'm not concerned about it. Dude, driving irons are cheat codes. Love mine. Yeah, I got to figure out how to hit it first. Because I don't hit hybrids. Because I don't hit them well at all. But I'm just slicing my two iron off. I'm getting good distance on it, mind you. I'm just not hitting it straight. So I cannot use it at the moment. Because I cannot hit it out of the woods. That's the issue. Worried about Hovland around the greens and from 100 yards and out? Nah, not really. You can nitpick everyone to death. Not everyone's a perfect player. So you have to inherit risk somewhere. And hopefully it's a good week for them. And if you're playing Hovland or betting Hovland, it's uh, Jeff hits the nail on the head when he says this you're playing for the maximum upside if they don't hit their maximum upside then they're not going to win anyway so in a week where hovland wins and you're betting on him to win the around the green's not going to be a problem because he's going to hit like 75 percent of greens in regulation and make some putts so that's what you're banking on hatton or will z will z if you had to play someone at the minimum well i played 150 lineups and didn't play anyone at the minimum so i can't really answer your question because we didn't play anyone down there what do you want me to do? Lie to you? I'll lie to you. You know what? I'll lie to you. How about that? Give me Matthias Schmidt. There you go. I've lied to you. There's the guy you should play. 
What, what, what's the, the hang-up on you have to play someone at the minimum price? That's stupid. I hope Batia wins. Good for you. Not a question. Maybe banned for life. Bryson or Brooks outright? I couldn't decide. I bet them both. <laughs> I'm on Rory at 20. I have room for one other. I'd probably say Brooks then uh, over Bryson. If it plays really tough, ZJ has a, is ZJ top 10 a terrible bet? It's a bet I cashed last year at this event. No, he plays really well at USGA setup. So I don't hate it. I'm just not on him. Fino has, Fino said he has success at Torrey Pines because of his high cut. Do you think there is validity to this? If so, what other players fit that model? I have no idea. You ask players all the time why they play well somewhere and then you compare it to the data and it doesn't match up. Players really have no idea why they play really well at certain places. Maybe that is true for Fino, but maybe that's not true for someone else who plays a high cut. I don't know. That would leave me DJ, someone else. Uh, Morikawa plays an awesome high cut. So maybe those guys are very much firmly in the mix this week, but I don't know. How did Keegan not get in? I actually don't know. I figured he would have been in, but guess not find myself playing Guido a lot. Oh, God. He has the second highest GUR percentage on the European Tour despite a 45% driving accuracy. Am I overreacting or is this good for Tori? Well, I would say the 45% driving accuracy is going to lead to a much lower greens and regulation rate with USGA set up rough. Put it that way. Guido ain't playing in the Canary Islands this week. He's not playing the maiden Denmark. So a lot of the fields and courses that they're playing, at least right now on the European tour are not as strong as historically, historically that they have been in because they're just not playing their normal rotation of courses with the stronger fields. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Last man in to make the cut, then top 20 ZJ Guido in Vegas. Vegas actually sets up the best, but I would go with Guido because that's fun. Is there any hope for Molinari? Why not? He plays well at this course, and he's just great. Is there a way to separate driving distance stats into carry in total? If not now, could that be added to Fantasy National in the future? You cannot right now. I believe that is actually in the works for the next update. There is expected to be a major overhaul at the state. We got a lot of shot-by-shot data uh, when we got bought out and the partnership with the PGA Tour. Uh, just parsing that information to make it searchable and make it viable on the site is taking an incredibly long amount of time, as you might expect when you are trying to parse out every single shot for every single player for the past 15 years. So it's going to take some time. Hopefully it's going to be there. And then you can actually look at shot shapes at different courses of how the players try to attack holes, going for the green percentage and proximity versus laying up. We're hoping to have all that data parsed in, but that might actually not even show up till 2022 with the amount of data that needs to be parsed through and how we actually have to separate that so you can search it on our end on the site. I'm not a back-end wizard. This is what they tell me and they're computer scientists and they're saying it's taking forever and it's tough to do. So I'm hoping that they can figure out a way to get it done and that it will be available anytime soon. So we're always looking for ways to upgrade Fantasy National. Some of it just takes some time. Uh, And we want to make sure that the user experience is good and like the site doesn't crash and shit like that. So... Mayo Media HQ sounds awesome. Can't wait. Me either. How much did you make on Higo last week? Well, I didn't bet him, so I didn't win the outright on him, but I made a bunch on Swafford and BVP uh, with their finishes. But Higo winning just, I won I won over three grand on DraftKings, and that was mainly due to Higo winning. So thank you, Garrick Higo, for that. And that's American money for me. So that's really what, like 3700 bucks Canadian. JJ Spawn for first round leader. That's not a question. You're banned for life. You know what? I won't ban you for life. That's not a question. Get it through your fucking head. Got Rory at 20 to 1. He drifted to 22. Smart to hit it again. Why are you double betting people? No. So you're going to double your investment on a player at 20 to 1? That sounds pretty expensive. 
Like if you're going to double your investment, I'd rather just bet Bryson at 18 to one. Then at least you have two people uh, to come out on top of with. Are you playing a bunch of Higo this week? I am not. Thoughts on 4chan Kim? I played him. A lot of Chan Kim questions. Uh, DJ or Brooks in the one and done? Brooks. Jimmy Walker with some momentum. Is he a play? He could be. I'm not playing him, but I get it. Listening while driving from Nebraska to Iowa to play some bets. Love this stuff. That's awesome, Sam, man. Is there a ton of water holes that are there? EVR playable then? Uh, maybe, but then he even wilted on the weekend at that scrub event last week. Is it really a major without Ben Ann? I will say, yes, they are still qualifying as a major. Thomas Guy shouted, Jordan L. Smith on the Euro show. Are you in or out? I'm out, but I gave him a very hard look. Whatever happened to Fleetwood's distance off the tee? Do you think he's a viable pivot? Uh, he always plays well at U.S. Open style. Not always, but that more is his game. Uh, the distance isn't there as guys have gained distance, but he's still a great total driver. Thoughts on Webb? Uh, for a top 20, I can get behind it. I just don't think he's going to win. And in that range... They played Zawa, Torres, and Scheffler, who I think have lower floors than Webb, but I think they have more win equity in Webb in a U.S. Open. Who are your two favorite plays at 71? Haven't I been through this? Isn't it like Wallace and Ortiz were the two that I went with? Those guys. How much combined ownership do you think a lineup is too much? I didn't even think about that stuff, so you can ask someone else. Would video of Brooks limping today put you on and off betting him? Went over that at the beginning. Thoughts on Streelman? Pass. Thoughts on Webb and Scotty for the Millie? Like Scotty, out on Webb. Thoughts on Harmon? Pass. Will, if I've already answered a question uh, earlier in the chat, I am just giving you a one-word one answer. I'm not going to re-elaborate on the same stuff over and over. Are you taking a stand? Are you a take-a-stand guy or hedge guy when constructing lineups? I, I think it depends on the week. I'm taking a stand this week. Smash the like button to hear Paul's goat picks. See, Cecil knows. Thanks, Cecil. Thank you for not trolling me in my own chat and saying things like smash the like button which people should, I haven't even smashed the like button yet. There we go. Kevin Kisner will shoot 85-90. That's not a question. Thank you for booting up your Han Yell so I have time to cover my volume at least. Hey, that's what that's what it's there for. What is the final play the best plays line up? I did that on the show with Rick. And I believe I included it into Monday's one. So that would be the final one for me. Billy Ho at Tory Pass. Favorite plays in the 8K range. Feels like a trend to skip the 8K. I like Will Z and I like Scheffler. With references to punch out over your right and left shoulder, does that mean it is the greatest game ever in your opinion? No. It's just that one fits over there really easily. And I only had so many Nintendo NES cartridges that I haven't unpacked yet. So it is not the greatest game ever. Vilko, a true play with his distance off the tee. Yeah, I can see that. Will you be posting any of your videos or columns on 4chan soon? Probably not. Well, we're getting to bad questions, so I might have to end the chat, by the way. What do you think of Hatton to win seeing 50 to 1? Well, I'm seeing it at 75 to 1, so that's a better number. But I'm out. My office is in the basement. One of your previous Han yells prompted my wife to come down screaming in the scares, convinced that I was murdered. Golf DFS is scary. My wife has come down too. That's why I'm trying to get out of the fucking house. I'm not going to lie to you. Don't like it down here. I don't like it down here. I like being in my own separate space in my own studio. It's more comfortable that way. Is Casey a good pivot from the chalk? Well, he's also chalk, so no. He's not a good pivot. He's a fine play. He's not a good pivot play because he's not really a pivot. No, a top player will win. Probably Bryson or Dustin Johnson. That's barely a sentence, so nice work on that one. Thank you, Pat, for all the work. Smash the like button. Thank you, Spenny. Appreciate that. Appreciate everyone tuning in. Now the chat. 
Who do you think the most underpriced players are in each tier? I've already went over this throughout the week. Now I have to fucking pull this up. I don't write this shit down. I'm trying to come out the top of my head. Underpriced. Um, Higo. Hoffman. Homa. Lowry. Kokrak. There are some guys I think are underpriced. Will Z or Hatton? Will Z. Favorite play under 7K. It's my guy Pendrith or Wyndham Clark or Cam Young. Those are the guys that I'm really rolling with. You said something about Chan Kim message boards. What was that? I don't need to. If you don't get it, I'm not going to elaborate. Connor, Burns, Neiman, Fleetwood, or Wolf. Pick one. Burns. I like Burns. I don't even think I've said that on this show, at least. I like Sam Burns this week. Love the show, Pat. Any love on Lonto Griffin? He made the bigger build down there. What do you what what point do you attempt to employ a team of investigative dirtbags to try to get some life on strokes gain home game? I don't care about that shit. Pat, great content as always this week. Best cop podcast out there. Sam's right. It is the best podcast. I'm claiming I'm like Cust, I'm just gonna claim that as everyone thinks that. So everyone in the world now thinks this is the best podcast going. So thank you. Host, Pat Mayo, of the best podcast in the world. No, I appreciate that, Sam. Smash the like if you're out there. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast and subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Thoughts on Charlie Hoffman? I like him fine. Been over that. Burns, Lowry, or Casey, if you had to pick one and why. I mean, I've done write-ups on Lowry all week. The answer is Lowry. That's why. Pat, if it's Sunday evening, Brooks and Bryson are tied going to the 18th hole. Both hit their tee shots under the fairway. At the same time, my son is crying his ass off somewhere. I should tell your wife. Figure it out. Bring him into the room. It's a teachable moment. My pick by group is Bryson Reed. Okay, I don't care who your team is. I really don't. I'm sorry. Is it a question? Like, I don't care if I... People should know by now. I don't care what you guys do. You guys do your own thing. That's the whole thing. You guys should be doing your own thing. I, I, I'm not too concerned. Put it this way. If it's good, I'll stand at the top of the leaderboard. And you'll be like, hey, Pat, you're an idiot. I didn't listen to you. I won a million bucks. And I'll be like, all right, that's awesome. I don't need to hear it in, in, in advance. Trust me. Uh, with all these general comments that aren't questions, can we get a ban for life? Yeah, pretty soon. Also, thoughts on Scheffler. Sneaky low ownership. I think he'll be around 10%. I like Scheffler. Cuss Corner spinoff, banned for life. You're welcome for the questions. Is it prudent to wait to bet Rom until T12 after round three or do his round four comeback thing? I actually do think if you do want to bet on Rom, is he? I don't know if he's early or late, but just hope he's not first round leader. Then all of a sudden his odds are like 17 to one. I mean, just bet him then. You're not ever really going to get good value on Rom because he's such a name that even if he's seven back, he'll be like 50 to one. But you can just save the money. Say, hey, I, I want to bet on John Rom. I hope he has a bad day one and I'm going in either way. That could be the way to approach it. If you could pick any six on your card, price doesn't matter. Who would you pick the first six? It's, it's always the answer. Just pick the six highest odds, guys. EVR is like Tommy Fleetwood. Pretty, pretty good golfer, but can't put four rounds together. EVR is not close to as good as Tommy Fleetwood. Shane Lowry, Adam Scott, or Justin Rowe? Shane Lowry. Chances I have a unique lineup of my... Chat skipped on me, sorry. Chances I have a unique lineup. If I use my total budget of the 19 of the 1944 entries of 200 single entry in every event. Oh, that's very poorly worded. But chances that you have a single 
a unique lineup in the $200 single entry of the 2000 that are in there if you use your full budget, probably 99.99%. I like local resident Shoffley. How about your take? I'm passing on it. Sure would like to try the Millionaire Maker if you have any tickets. I don't. You should have entered the fucking draw. How about that? Maybe next time you enter one of the myriad giveaways that I do instead of asking me in a chat, you might get on the list as never. I'll send it to DK. You'll never win. How about that? Favorite players over 45 and older. I don't think I'm using anyone over that range. Answer or Casey Casey. Many players have mentioned that the greens are significantly worse shape by the afternoon. Thoughts on this? That's always the same as POA. Some guys adjust to it. Some guys don't. What stat have you changed your mind on modeling this week? Also, when is your football announcement going to drop? I hope to have the football announcement coming like July 1st is when I will do it, when I really start releasing my rankings and doing everything like that. There's actually two huge announcements. And one is super exciting, especially if you love FantasyNational.com. Put it that way. If you like FantasyNational.com and also like football, do I have something for you in the works? It's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, nothing has really changed for me in terms of the modeling. I overweighted driving distance, put down fairways gain, and I did a more simplistic one just to get a different look. But I'm just still digging around. Brennan Grace, do anything for you? Sure. How much money do you usually leave on the table when building lineups? I set the generator between 49.9 and uh, 49,000. So anywhere between like 100 and $900 to $1,000 on the table. Uh, but I, then I'll look at some of the ones that I have the 1,000 left on, see where, if I can upgrade those manually. And I do a lot of the times. You think Corey Connors can turn it around and get hot with the irons and putters? I mean, the iron, sure. The putter, probably not. Hey, Pat, thanks for the show. Who of the top players do you think is most likely to make the cut? Rom, how many times Phil won over the years at TP? I think he's won four, but it's been a while for old Phil here. Also, Pat's football shows are the best. I agree. There's one coming out Thursday, and there's already ones out. Recommended apps for this weekend, U.S. Open and not the PGA app, correct? Yes, the U.S. Open app. I just searched U.S. Open 2021 and that app will be in the store i put out a joke yesterday about the usga chat many people didn't get it and then they were like that's not the right app to use it's like yeah i fucking know it's a joke it's better still better than the pga app that's the joke um people don't get jokes tough scene for them must be brutal to deal with in real life but yes there was a u.s open app it's not the master's app and it'll probably be behind you want the fastest app on the market it's the bet 365 app uh they have the most up-to-date data. It's just a bit tricky to navigate. Uh, you go into the leaderboard, it scrolls up top. It's better to use on an iPad than any other place. It's better geared for the iPad that you can highlight like four or five people and just see their shot by shot. And it comes in the closest thing to real time as you are going to find. Hey, Pat, based on your driving distance, would you rank DJ over Colin or Zalatoris to win the tournament? I mean, yes, I would. I would rank DJ higher than Zalatoris or Morikawa, but... That's not how this works. It's not they all have prices or betting odds attached to their name. I, I prefer Zalatoris of those three based on the value. Rom, spelled incorrectly, Eric Cole or Parker Cootie. Pick two. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, Tom Aiken, John Rom. Why is John Rom one of these? This is stupid. Stupid question. I don't like that. Leave good questions. It says it right there on the screen. Who's your overall favorite player based on price? Probably Lowry. Tiebreaker value on what is the final score? I will say minus three is the winning score. Carlos Ortiz week. Certainly hope so. That's the end of the questions. I'll put out a 
30-second warning. If you do have any more questions out there right now, get them in. If not, we're going to be ending this shit, all right? Remember to subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Just please hit that subscribe button. Helps me out a ton. Smash the like to the episode, fantasynational.com slash mayo. Get you 20% off so you can see all of the ownership. Use all of the tools. Use the lineup generator. Make life easy on yourself. And do it with 20% off with the slash mayo. The newsletter is free. It's going to be coming out tonight with all of my final thoughts and anything else new that I see throughout the day. And you can find that in the description. It's free to join. Highly recommend that you do it. Thoughts on Chan Kim? Been over that. And that's it. No more questions. All right. I hope you got it all. You can hit me up on Twitter at the PME. Uh, if you have any final thoughts, I may or may not get to those, depending on how well my kids are sleeping tonight. Scott or Homa? Homa from Parker Williamson. Um, yeah. Thank you for being with me on US Open Week. Uh, you, it's funny because I sit here and talk into a fucking microphone, but these weeks are taxing. Um, they're long days and the, keeping up the energy for all these shows tougher than you might think. A lot of coffee involved. So uh, once again, I really do appreciate everyone tuning in, consuming, leaving the ratings and reviews. It means a ton to me. I hope that if it's not me, that one of you out there can win the big money this week, or we all bet Brooks and Brooks wins, or we all bet Pendrith and Pendrith wins. And we're all like millionaires by the end of the week. That would be fantastic, right? Uh, thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!